Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Jamie's Log, Progressive, The Harrington's Backyard, Day 11, 4.43 a.m. The tent I set up in the Harrington's Backyard to prove Progressive has 24-7 protection has a rip in it, but a little rain won't stop me. Mrs. Harrington said she totally understands 24-7 protection means 24-7. Gonna stay a few more days to make sure. It's hailing now. That's fun. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to another episode of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante, and we have got a Wednesday humdinger for you folks. <laughs> a great guest, uh, Keith McPherson, who I worked with uh, back in the day and is now one of the voices that you'll hear all over John Boy Media, uh, Pinstripe Strong Pod, and Talking Nets. Uh, don't forget the Nets fandom. That's a, that's a big part of Keith's life, too. Um, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you do get your podcasts. And we'd love if you would drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question and let us know what guests you want to see from the Yankees universe because we'd love to have them on all off-season long as we sift through the winter meetings. Uh, Thomas Carinante is here along with me. Thomas, what's going on? It's Monday, baby. Winter meetings are here, and I'm very glad we got Keith. He's probably the chillest Yankees dude out there, especially on Twitter, and it's about time we got some of that energy on the pod because you and I are yelling a lot and we're being sometimes a little bit negative. So let's, let's, uh, let's get it all uh, even keeled here and uh, see what Keith has to say. How's it going, man? Yeah, we, uh, we would like to welcome officially to the Yanks Go Yard podcast, Keith McPherson, a.k.a. Keith McFly. What's going on, dude? Man, I, I appreciate the intro. You know, I am always trying to chill because there's a lot of people on uh, Yankees Twitter that have no chill. And they also have no business talking about most of the stuff that they're talking about, but they speak on it like they know it. And uh, yeah, you know, Adam and I go back a few years. We did some like man on the street type stuff. And uh, I followed Adam. I've always liked his humor and, you know, even his sports takes, no matter whether it's Yankees or NBA or I know you're a UNC guy, too. You mentioned yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Brooklyn Nets guy. You know, Brooklyn, we go hard. Yanks go yard. But you're a UNC guy. I'm a Duke guy. That's where we don't see oh, man. eye to eye. But I love it's that. a Yankee pod. This is a Yankee pod. Appreciate you guys having me on. I keep forgetting that. I mean, like, I, I feel like you just have to pick one or the other, like UNC or Duke, if you're from, like, we're both from the same general area. Like, I didn't go to UNC. <laughs> like, nah, I'm not going to act seen, like I went there. I've never seen the Duke campus. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things when you're a kid and you're on the playground, you got to pick. Like, are you a Duke fan? Or are you a Tar Heels fan? And uh, in the 90s, it's tough to pick. In the 2000s, it was tough to pick. But you pick one side and you stay that way. So I know you've been a Tar Heels guy and I've been a Blue Devil guy for couple decades now yeah it's I mean it's better when they're both good what what can I say um I mean that's a perfect that's a perfect place for uh for my first question 
because I know that you are a legit Yankees and Cowboys fan. Like oh. that's, that's how you grew up. That's your thing. <laughs> how much oh. does it bother you? Like how tired are you? Cause I'm tired of it. And I'm a, I'm a Yankees giants fan. I am, but like, it's, you know, you're a legit Cowboys Yankees fan. How bored are you when you see like the Washington football team tweeting out that meme again, like, yo, Yankees fans must be so pumped about the Cowboys and Lakers and Jinko jeans or whatever. Like how bored does that make you at this point? <laughs> they got the, uh, the Jordan Flint uh, blue and white Jordans in that one. And yeah. like the, the throwback Des Bryant <laughs> jersey. Trust me, every time that gets tweeted, I get DM'd or text or sent that. Like, oh, they're talking about you, man. And I usually <laughs> just ignore that. But, yeah, that's so corny. And I hate the uh, – it's just easy, right, for a, a social media manager on Twitter, whether it's the Cleveland Indians trying to go at the Yankees and using the Cowboys or the Washington Redskins trying to go at the Cowboys or, or a New York team. They were trying to go at the Giants, actually, and lumping in um, the Yankees. It's just – it's corny, but I get it. And it, it's an error. There is a lot of kids that grew up in the 90s that are now 30-something, and they're fans of the Yankees and the Cowboys because of, I don't know, American culture, pop culture. Like, those were two teams that were the teams to root for in the 90s, no matter where you were on the globe. So, I don't know. It is what it is. I'm, I'm a loyalty guy. I always say loyalty over location. You can literally – I have pictures of me at five, six years old wearing all the teams that I rep. Like, I'm the same now, so it is what it is. Can't argue with that, man. Uh, however, that will be the last that we talk about the Cowboys on this podcast. Good. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's been a rough year, but guess what? We've had to go through it with the Giants these last few years. So, you know, it's all the same. We're all struggling. Man, We're all trying props to get to there. the Giants. I'll get that in before we stop talking about football. Yeah. I, I watched yeah. that game yesterday. Obviously, that was, it was a hell of a game, game on. That, that defense is for real. Listen up, Ohio, because this is a test from Pepsi. If you call C-Bus C-Town, you're not from Ohio. If you don't know the Blue Jackets actually have a fifth line, you're not from Ohio. And if you don't know what to say when someone yells OH, you're not from Ohio. We know this because at Pepsi, we are from Ohio. In fact, we bottle ice-cold Pepsi right here in C-Bus. So when you're thirsty for something that says you're from here and proud of it, grab a Pepsi and say here's to OHIO, where Pepsi and life are oh so refreshing. And uh, Colt McCoy, I didn't know what to expect out of him, but he managed the game and he did what he had to do. And the Giants, look at this 2020 warped bizarro year. The Giants Giants are in the driver's seat. And uh, I saw something yesterday that the way things are shaking out right now, they could potentially host the Seahawks in the first round in a rematch. So... (laughs) Hey, Giants fans got to be feeling pretty good on this victory Monday. Yeah, Yeah, we uh, want Tom Brady. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that'd be something. (laughs) That'd that'd be be great. Um, Yeah, so, you know, 2020 completely warped, as you said. We're moving on to 2021. We want to talk about the Yankees. So let's talk about your fandom with the team. How did you become a fan of this franchise? And who was your favorite player growing up? Man, kind of going back to what I said, it was just like pop culture and – you know, I remember really young. I mean, obviously, the Yankees were ridiculous when we were kids. Like, yeah. I, I started watching around, like, 98, and uh, they had already won. And, you know, they already had Jeter, and they already had Pos- uh, Posada, Mariano, Bernie Williams. I'm trying to think, like, all the way back to, like, the 98 team that, um, you know, it was really the first team that I uh, I actually, like, hung on to. I have a plaque up here. It says, now, it wasn't Posada back then. It was Joe Girardi back then. 
Paul O'Neill, David Wells, Scott Brocious, Andy Pettit. But yeah, around that year, uh, I remember Halloween came and my mom asked what I wanted to be for Halloween. And I wanted to be Bernie Williams just because I used to always wear like a, a frontward Yankee cap and there wasn't that many black guys on the team. And I actually didn't find <laughs> out that I thought Bernie Williams was black until I was like 13. And then I found out that he's Puerto Rican. Um, <laughs> but when I was a kid, I was like, I want to be a baseball player, specifically dress up as a Yankee and be 51 Bernie Williams, burn, baby, burn. And so many people were like, you look like a little Bernie Williams. So back to back years, I think it was second grade and third grade. I was in our elementary school parade as Bernie Williams. And then from there, I just like, I had baseball trading cards. And uh, like I said, the Yankees are like pop, like pop culture, like, I don't know, like Coca-Cola or what else was big in the nineties, Tamagotchis, Beanie Babies, Pokemon, like the Yankees and the Cowboys were just big like that. And if you're a young kid in the sports, um, that's how I really started rooting for the Yankees and watching the Yankees. And I grew up in the Jersey shore area. So I have like very strong memories of, you know, I played football. I was a better football player than a uh, baseball player. And I remember getting out of practice in like October and just everyone is rushing home to go watch the Yankees. It was like the, even our coaches are ending practice yeah. so that we can all go home and watch the Yankees play. And it's just like those memories are stuck in your head. And, and I've been with the Yankees ever since, you know. That's funny. I, I mean, I, I went as Paul O'Neill for, I think, probably the same Halloween, but like oh, it was my no point. resemblance, like no resemblance there. So I just like, I wore like a baseball head, you know, it was like baseball head masks. It was like, yeah. I, you know, I wasn't going to show off my face. Like, I, I don't look like Paul O'Neill. As a kid, uh, all you need is a hat and you put on pinstripes. That was the first time yeah. I remember putting so, on pinstripes as a kid. And I'm oh, like, man. I'm a Yankee. I'm on the Yankees feels so good yeah we got to bring that back um but so I, I i mean you are sort of like an essential part to me keith of going to the stadium like you're you're the guy i probably associate most you know positively with my memories of being at the stadium over these last couple of years like you said we did a man on the street together in like 2016 probably the least prepared I've ever been to do anything <laughs> like just, just I just you know I mean if you've never done one of those before you're like I can handle it and then the second somebody comes up to you you're like oh I forgot the whole script like I don't know what's going on <laughs> but like ever since then I've always associated you with like being in the stands huge energy you know the perfect energy for big games we've had big games you know since 2017 in the Bronx luckily although none of us were there last year um I associate you, though, as being sort of a nice guy, like mostly positive energy. Do you trash talk from the bleachers? Have you ever had like a great trash talking experience with a rival or are you just trying to keep it like friendly up until game time? Man, <laughs> I could tell you a few stories. I'm, I'm worse on the road when I go to yeah. visiting when I'm the visiting team when the Yankees are on the road and I go to other ballparks and I'm outnumbered. I'm talking big shit. But in Yankee <laughs> Stadium, I mean, I've talked trash to our own fans just because like no one hates the Yankees like their own fans. Yeah, but I do remember uh, last year in the uh, ALDS early, um, we, we, I think we went down like 2 nothing to Minnesota. And there was a, a couple from Minnesota. And this one guy was decked out in Minnesota gear from top to bottom. And he was getting loud because he was I – mean, I'm sure he was excited. Like, you know, he's in Yankee Stadium. He probably came from Minnesota. And the Yankees are down. And I told him, I'm like, listen, bro, quiet down. Like, it's not, it's not going to be good for you out here. Like, you might want to chill. Then what happens? The Yankees come back. The tide turns. His face, like, he just seemed like there was no place he, like, you know, he'd rather be out anywhere else but in Yankee Stadium at the time. And, like, he got in my face. I, like, said something to him. I'm like, 
did you buy that jersey? You bought the jersey. You bought the tickets. It was a brand new jersey he was wearing. I'm like, you spent all this money to come here and get your ass kicked. Now you got to fly all the way back home to Minnesota. And like his girl was basically like, like telling him like, like, honey, relax. It's okay. It's not that serious. I'm like, it is serious. It is serious. Your season's over. You wasted all this money to come to the Bronx. You thought you were doing something. And now you look like a clown. Like what? What do you got to say? And people around me are just looking. And I'm like, obviously, it's not going to get physical. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's banter. It is what it is. I mean, when the Astros came to town, that's another story. Some, some Astros fans got treated in Yankee Stadium, which I don't, I don't condone some of the videos that we saw that came out from the uh, ALCS. But no, I am a friendly guy. I'm positive energy. But it's, you know, what you do when you're a, a, a team, you know, playing a, when you're playing at home and another team comes into your stadium, you're not supposed to make them feel comfortable. You're supposed to make them feel not welcome. Like, it's part of it. Let's talk about being comfortable then. Your perfect day in the Bronx, man. Pre-game, during the game, post-game. What's the oh, go-to? Man. It sucks because, like, you know, I haven't got to do it in so long. And last year, I went to 40 games, and I just, like, you know, I really got in the swing of, like, my whole routine, like, commuting to the stadium, what time to be there, where to go. So my perfect day, I like, I like day games. I, would, I like a 1 o'clock start better than a 7 o'clock start. Uh, for a few reasons it's quieter and I just like rolling up to the stadium by like 10 o'clock like the latest getting some coffee getting breakfast pulling up out there and just like taking it in like all the way taking it in as people are driving in the subway stopping you hear the sights and sounds I've run into players like I ran into Mike Ford he parked his car I don't know where he parked because he shouldn't have been walking past like Billy's. I ran into him <laughs> one day just being an early bird. I ran into Lindsay Adler. She's a journalist. I ran into her just waiting outside of Yankee Stadium to get in like a couple hours earlier. And, and you, you never know who you're going to see. And for me, my perfect day is going there early, getting coffee, getting breakfast, being there and not rushing in. And being able to maybe go to the bar at like 11, get a beer, you know, just – Take in Billy's, take in the dugout, take in stands, whichever one. Definitely early if you want to get in stands because that's, that's impossible if you, you show up an hour before the game. But, yeah, get a beer, go into the game an hour before first pitch. I like to, like, get in line. I don't know if it's, if, if it's Red Sox, if it's the Mets, if it's a premium game, as the Yankees ticket office calls it, definitely an hour before first pitch I'll be in line. So, like, 12 o'clock I'm in line. And then I like to just do laps. I know it sounds weird. But, like, I'll do a lap around the first I level. I'll do a lap around the second level. And then, you know, through Twitter and Instagram, I've been able to connect with so many people. There's almost a 0% chance that I'm going to go to the stadium and not link with somebody and not meet up with somebody. So I'll do my little, you know, quick, you know, Instagram or Snapchat. Hey, what's up? I'm in the stadium. Where are you guys at for batting practice? And go, you know, shake hands with people, take selfies with people, just meet people that – listen to podcasts or, you know, do this Yankee stuff. Make sure you're in your seat for roll call. Like that, like that's a big thing for me. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm cool with the bleacher creatures. 203, we, um, hmm. 203, I don't know if you guys can see this. I know we're not doing video, but uh, 203, oh, La wow. Bodega, bleacher creature gang. I'm an honorary member. So I like to be in there for roll call. Sometimes I'll pop in. 203 chill with those guys and then I'm never in one place like if my seats I could have a seat in the 300 level and literally never see it 
So luckily, I know some people like Batista. I know some people in the Yes Network. I know some people in uh, the Audi Club. So I'm in and out of the suites. I'm in the Audi Club. I'm bopping around. Hopefully, the Yankees are winning. Hopefully, we're blowing out the Rays or whoever it might be. And I can just be drinking, having a good time, seeing people. It's a Saturday in the Bronx. It's 75 degrees. Yankees win. And then as soon as we sing Frank, we go to Billy's, tear it up at Billy's, and then, hey, make your way home. However you make your way home, whatever time you feel like getting home, uh, th- that's like a perfect day at the stadium for me. Yeah, it sounds games, like – dude, do you yeah. have like an Excel spreadsheet with a Keith Yankees budget and you're just going through it to make <laughs> sure you're all right? <laughs> so, I mean, man, I mean – Listen up, Ohio, because this is a test from Pepsi. If you call Seabus Seatown, you're not from Ohio. If you don't know the Blue Jackets actually have a fifth line, you're not from Ohio. And if you don't know what to say when someone yells OH, you're not from Ohio. We know this because at Pepsi, we are from Ohio. In fact, we bottle ice-cold Pepsi right here in Seabus. So when you're thirsty for something that says you're from here and proud of it, grab a Pepsi and say here's to OHIO, where Pepsi and life are oh so refreshing. Honestly, like I quit, I quit my job and I didn't take on a full-time job because I knew that I had some like, you know, just some momentum with my Yankees yeah. content. And I was like, okay, I want to go to as many games as possible. I wasn't worried about the budget. And luckily, like I said, through, you know, doing what I do, just literally being myself and sharing my experience, people reach out to me. People send me tickets. The Yes Network sometimes will put a ticket at will call. A friend will say, hey, man, my buddy backed out. I'm going to transfer you this ticket. Sometimes I get tickets transferred to me and I will go on Yankees Twitter and say, who's trying to go to the game? Like I have three extra tickets. I will transfer them to you through the Ticketmaster, you know, Yankee Stadium app or yeah. whatever. So no, I don't really, I literally don't, I couldn't tell you. I'd have to go back and really try and look. I used to use, you know how um, the ballpark app, you, yeah. could, you could check in. I used to use the ballpark app and check in when I was going to like 10 games a year or I was going to like two different stadiums um outside of yankee stadium a year but once i started going to like every home stand i'm like i'm not checking in every time i'm not keeping track of it it doesn't matter and i have no idea like exactly what games i went to in 2019 or what it cost but i'll tell you it was damn sure worth it because the last time i was in yankee stadium was open house november 17th 2019 so it has now officially been a calendar year since i've stepped foot in that place and that's honestly like top five places in the world that I'd, I'd like to be, you know, the most fun there. So yeah, no, no spreadsheet and no real like budget or plan. It <laughs> no, just, it just kind of happens, life. you know? That's awesome. Yeah. It's just, it almost hurts even talking about the place. Like you said, it's been a year. My last time was uh, the, the horrible game four against the Astros last year to send us down three, one. And I just remember like being, it's so weird. You say that. Cause we spent the last like three innings of that game roving, and like not being in our seats and walking around and pulling the Keith special, like wandering. And we got into the right field corner. And I remember like tapping the wall and saying goodbye to it and like feeling like I wasn't going to be back for a while. And then, uh, yikes, <laughs> 2020 wow. happened. It's so weird. <laughs> the ghost, the ghost of Yankee ghosts, Stadium. They told you to tap that wall because you might not be back. Yeah, dude, it's so weird. We are going to take a quick, quick break. We're going to be right back with much more Keith. Uh, We're going to play a little game when we get back too, so stick around. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Tom Snyder here with Keith McPherson. And Keith, you did bring up an interesting point, though, when you were talking about trash talk. You mentioned that things got a little testy between Yankees and Astros fans in the ALCS last year. We're not going to condone that. A little dangerous. 
But the Astros are coming to Yankee Stadium this season, supposedly the biggest game of 2020 that nobody got to go to was Astros in the Bronx. Uh, supposedly it's happening this year. It's in like May. Maybe there are fans. Maybe there aren't. Do you have plans for the first Astros home game at the stadium? Or are you going to do something special? Or are you just going to treat it like any other game? I'll be there. Um, however I get in, I don't know. I'm sure it's going to be a sold-out game. I'll be there. And, yeah, uh, we, we were playing a bunch of stuff last year. I know uh, John, John, John Boy wanted to sit behind home plate with the, like, Houston Trash Throws shirt and a sign-up. Yeah. where like the TV camera could see them. And I remember checking on that and they're like, those, you know, those seats are obviously, they're ridiculously priced and you can't really go through the ticket office. Someone would have to be reselling them. So we were going to try and get like a row behind the catcher where you could see, you know, John Boy Jake on TV. But uh, I'm definitely going to bring my whistle. You're not supposed to have a whistle, but like it gets rowdy when you have the whistle. Yeah. We will figure out something to bang. There will be some <laughs> trash can sound banging going on. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to give Astros fans hell. If they're bold enough to show up and rep their team, <laughs> we don't forget. Like, no, nobody has forgotten. We're not going to forget. If you're an Astros fan and you show up, I owe you one. Because last year, you know, we just talked about game four. I remember going into, I think, game five. And game four was when um, Rondazzo went, went viral for his, like, come on, this is Garrett Cole. <laughs> like, <laughs> Why are you sitting down? Wouldn't be me. Shouldn't be me. Yeah. Nope. Like, this yeah. is Garrett Cole. Make some noise. So I remember, like, I caught that video and tweeted it, and it went, like, viral. And I didn't even mean for that to happen. I think I just was the first one to catch it on Instagram and bring it to Twitter. Sometimes that happens. And uh, I said, yo, this is the kind of energy we need tomorrow night for game five. This is the kind of energy we need. And I remember, like, it was eerie because – MLB made the game at like three or four o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know if you guys remember the yeah. Garrett Cole oh, start yeah. was, was like a Tuesday at four o'clock. I'm like, yeah. they're sabotaging us. But when you have a game at four o'clock, people aren't drunk. People aren't out of work. Mm -hmm. People are showing up and they're quiet. And you know what I found? There were a lot of Houston Astros fans showing up to Yankee stadium, very comfortable, not shook of the Bronx at all. And I was going out of my way to, like, get in people's faces. Like, you're a long way from Texas. Like, I saw a guy in a Cowboys hat. And I'm like, howdy, partner. Like, I'm yelling and screaming because, like, that's, like, that's what you're supposed to do. That's how you're supposed to treat these visitors when they come. So, this year, like, if I see any Astros fans in the bars, even, like, I probably won't take the subway. But if I'm in any of that area, like, you're going to hear it from me. I'm going to be that random, obnoxious Yankee fan in your ear. And then when we're in the stadium – we're probably going to be banging on stuff. And I, that just reminded me, I'll have to have a conference with the bleacher creatures on exactly what type of stuff will be coming from Section 203 because that's going to be a movie for sure. I, I can't wait for that. Speaking of obnoxious fans, uh, let's move on to Twitter, dude. We got plenty to talk about, about the famous social media platform that we're on every single day. And in 2020, we're literally living on it. There's no other, there's no other place that we could be right now. Uh, speaking of that, your boy Joe's calls us called us out today for Gary Sanchez take. We'll talk about that. We'll yeah, we blew it. it. <laughs> I love we that it. stuff. It was I good love stuff. how the Gary Sanchez stuff like bro divides Yankee Twitter and Crazy some people shit. are like Holy shit. some people are so hard on one side and so hard on the other, and other people flip flop and it's just it's a never ending story. I know, it's crazy. We were talking about how, you know, we did him having the bad debut and everyone was like, What the like 
he didn't have that bad of a debut and we're like dude we're just like showing you the videos of him striking out and like it wasn't not playing great well. yeah it is what and it then, is then we tweeted the home runs and we're like this is cool but you know he's still facing inferior competition so it's like let's not get too like riled up about it and then today th- last night i was like you know what let's just stop following gary sanchez like let's let him have an off season let's <laughs> let him be chill in the dominican do his thing he needs these reps he's got to get back for 2021 all that matters is what he does for the yankees in 2021 doesn't matter what he's doing during the winter time but anyway that has resulted in twitter trolls upon twitter trolls in our mentions hitting us up calling us out i want to know because you're a much bigger presence than we are individually and on a bigger scale so what fans have the worst twitter trolls um because i'm sure that you have and you can even go out so you can go to football because i know you're a cowboys dude so i'm sure you have people chirping at you all the time given your online presence over like these last four or five years who is the absolute worst what fans are well you got to give the astros fans the cake because i've like i've never seen anything like the astros fans I, i i said astros fans when you found out about the the criminals the crooks on your team you should have been burning their jerseys you should have been burning every Astros thing you you own because what they did was wrong and you guys are actually on Twitter defending it, even going as far as like wearing it, saying like, yeah, hate us. Yeah, we did it. We stole the World Series. It's like, no, like that, that's not it. That, that's definitely not it. But uh, they take the cake, but I find Philly fans, it don't matter what sport. Oh, Eagles, Flyers, Sixers, uh, Phillies, like Eagles fans are just – they're obnoxious online, and that's an accurate depiction of how they are in real life. And there's, like, groups of them, and they also fight their, themselves. Like, they don't know if they want Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts right now. Uh, but, yeah, in the Yankee Twitter universe, I always say I say the, uh, the best rivalry in baseball isn't Yankees versus Red Sox. It's Yankee fans versus Yankee fans. <laughs> and, like, you're going to always see threads of Yankee fans fighting each other. It's like you guys root for the same team, but – like, you're so divided on whether DJ LeMay, you should get five years or four years. Like, you guys all want the same thing, a championship, but you bicker and go back and forth. And there's so many of these, like, fake in, – uh, definitely in baseball and in the Yankee world, there's, like, these fake Ken Rosenthal's, these fake Jeff Passens, these fake Mark Feinstein, uh, Bob Nightingale, you name it. And then there's these, these like, Yankees Dynasty 28, uh, Yankees Champs 2020, Glaber – Glaber wearing glasses, 24, like, like whatever. Um, so there's or 25, Glaber wears 25, Gary wears 24. But those accounts, like I can't do. And I always say, I'm like, I don't do the anonymous anymore. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not yeah. having a back and forth with a wall or with someone that is not like, like there's no reason for me to have this dialogue with you when I represent me, my full name, first and last, my face, who I am. And you have uh, a picture of, of, Glaber Torres with a hoodie on and you think that like <laughs> we're doing the same thing we're not yeah we got the Gary Sanchez uh, resurgence bandwagon right up our ass oh right my now, so. don't yeah we're having a tough fly. time with him <laughs> yeah I, I'm not gonna talk about <laughs> it on lift, this yeah. podcast because I know who that is I've actually gotten to meet that person and worked with that person a little bit in the past and whenever I see people doing that I'm like yo just block that account like don't even waste your time just block that person like <laughs> It's literally not worth your time. If I showed you this kid behind the scenes, like, don't, don't even waste your time. <laughs> the amount of things I waste my time on that, like, if I just had you in my life to be like, don't waste your time. Like, I think of the amount of anger I would save. Like, we need you on the, like, 
we we you don't have to be on the pod every week but we should just set up a little like half hour zoom so you can look at my mentions and be like don't do that <laughs> like Keith, who am i actually talking to because like <laughs> that's the thing about yankees twitter too i have watched i watched yankee twitter evolve probably three years before anyone called it yankees twitter and i've seen some of these people on yankees twitter change accounts uh you know, there was a guy on Yankees Twitter that got mad at me for not wishing him a happy birthday last year. <laughs> and I like, I called him out. I, I like, I literally had to screenshot the DM and say like, I didn't know Yankees Twitter was this close. Uh, I don't know you, never met you because there's balloons on your homepage and I missed it yesterday. Like, I'm sorry, but don't come at me. And he's like, oh, well, you replied to a couple of my tweets. Yeah, bro. Because like, it's Twitter. Like I'm responding to you, but that doesn't mean that like we're going to hang out and like, I'm supposed to send you something for your birthday. Like people get the wrong idea. And then even I remember when there was lists of like the leaders of Yankees Twitter yep. and I've gone in waves on Yankees Twitter. Like when I was working at rock nation or MTV, I, I had a private account with like 1500 followers because like one, your employer looks at your tweets. So like I wasn't really going in and two, I just like, I separated the two. Like it wasn't, my like full-time thing now it is my full-time thing and I even I took a break I call it a screen break like like spring break I call it a screen break where I am not looking at my phone I delete Twitter I delete Instagram I delete it like I deleted that for a week on Thanksgiving and it's such a like it's just a cleanse it's like <laughs> it's such a freedom you don't realize how tied you are you wake up in the morning and you t you check Twitter you go to sleep scrolling Twitter when you take it off your phone, it kind of just frees you up to just, I don't know, be present and live life and realize like, like these Twitter trolls, these people, like if the app crashes, none of that matters. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter at all. Yeah. God, that would feel so good. Oh man. I, I envy. We might have I to alternate you, doing that, Adam, because we can't, <laughs> we can't, Adam and I can't be unconnected at the same time. So yeah, we can, you're we right. Go in shifts. We'll do some shifts. We'll go in shifts. It's fine. Um, it's beautiful. So we're going to, we're going to wrap the interview portion of this up, which is one more question. And then we will toss it to a little game. We're going to test your in-stadium knowledge and how much you remember about the place that we all haven't been to for like a year. But let's get down to brass tacks. Uh, this offseason is about to heat up. Maybe, probably, I don't know. Like it's supposed to, but maybe it won't. Um, and the Yankees are going to have to think about DJ LeMahieu and Masahiro Tanaka and maybe Glaber Torres becomes Francisco Lindor and there's a lot of scary stuff on the horizon. So we're close to greatness, right? We're pretty close to being, we're a contender and we could win the World Series year in, year out. What players on the current Yankees roster do you not see being a part of it when we make it to our next World Series? Oh man, that's tough. And you know, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot of speculation. When you talk about Gary Sanchez, we can lead off with him. He's got to show me something this year. He's got to show me that He's yeah. the guy that we all love, not the guy that most people hate and want to call fat and lazy and say he's, you know, not worth all the hype. Glaber Torres is another guy that we love because as soon as it was Glaber Day and we knew about this prodigy coming up and, you know, he performed so well his first two years, but then uh, we see him at shortstop full time and people in Yankees Twitter are saying he's not a shortstop. Other people in Yankees Twitter are saying, well, give him some time to develop. He's only 23. Um, who else is a question mark out here? I mean, I hate to say it, but uh, DJ LeMayu, man. And, like, I'm a huge DJ guy. Yeah. Uh, like, I've I, on Pinstripe Strong, on everything that I can, I, I go to bat for DJ, saying that he should retire as a Yankee. He should finish his career in Pinstripes, pay the man what he's worth. Like, he, we already got him for a discount. 
you know, we already got them for the low, but in this weird 2020 year where, you know, we talk about the stadium, no other team in baseball lost more money than the Yankees. Talk about the Yankees ticket sales and what they make off the gate. Like once you enter Yankee stadium, like the only place I've been to that's more expensive than the Yankee stadium is Dodger stadium. And the Dodgers won the world series this year. They're probably all right, but the Yankees have to make some tough financial decisions. None of us really know. None of us have access to their bank account and what they're really spending or what they lost or what they don't have. But it's, it's a real possibility that like DJ LeMayu, uh, Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com can go somewhere else. Somewhere, somewhere else could ante up and actually pay him what he's worth. And he's got one payday in his MLB career, and it's this one coming up. So, I mean, when we're looking at who possibly can't be on this team, uh, I think it's, it's guys with contract situations and positional questions. I think, you know, Luke Voigt is solid. I think he's going to be our first baseman, which luckily, like, we went through the whole Greg Bird saga, Chris Carter. I don't even want to talk about, like, we went through that. We have a first baseman now. Third base, Gio Urshela. Kid just got his elbow fixed. I hope he's, you know, better than ever when the time comes. And in our outfield, Judge has the judges' chambers built behind him. Like, Judge is never going to – like, he's not going anywhere. They're always going to bank on that rookie year that he can duplicate that. Aaron Hicks is locked into a seven-year contract. Um, Clint Frazier should be coming up. Brett Garner – that's a good answer. Brett Garner won't be here when we win the world the yeah, next World sorry, Series. Dude. <laughs> Yeah, God, it's so it got we are talking to you in the week when everything is so in flux. Uh, what a crazy time. And hopefully the wheels get moving soon. and We have some answers. We're going to take another real quick break. And when we come back, we're going to play a game of whose walk up song is this? Stick around. Welcome back to the Inksco Yard podcast with Thomas Carinante and Keith McPherson checking in. Okay, so we wanted to play a round of guess the Yankees walk up song with you because you are the king of Yankee Stadium. Uh, most of these are 2019, some are a little older, but they're right. very familiar. Um, and it's, it's sometimes it's hard to place. Cause you know, like you said, you're walking around, um, you know, you might not be in the same place at the same time, but, but these are the walk-up songs we want to test you with, uh, some of my personal favorites. Uh, so are you ready to play? <laughs> Let's do it. If I suck, don't judge me. I, I really do go to the games. I really do. Go to the games. <laughs> he really does. He, and if you don't know that by now, you're never going to know that. So you might as well. Yeah, he's there all the time. Okay. So first up, we got a classic. Whose walk-up song is this? Oh, man. This is going back. Uh, I want to say Jeter, but it's not Jeter. It's it's in that class hot in here. Was that no? That's not even hot in here. That's country no, that's grammar. Country, grammar, country yeah. grammar. I will tell and you. You're saying, person, you're saying this is 2019. This is 2019, and the person who so uses would, this also uses ei. Okay, so, so it would have to be it would have to be um, someone from St. Louis, Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt's walk of yeah. song. Luke I'm Voigt thinking has... we're going back to the year that song came out. I'm like, no, maybe Jeter came out to that. He <laughs> no, used to Luke, come out to Luke some Voigt. 2000s hip hop. Luke Voigt, the legend, has nothing but Nelly walk-up songs, and we hope that the trend continues in 2021 and beyond. Okay, 
So one for one, that's a, that's a great poll. Uh, who walks up to uh, this, this thing? Brett Gardner? That's Brett Gardner's walk-up song. <laughs> yes. Two for two, Dirt Road Anthem, Jason Aldean. Yeah, that, um, one, that one usually changes the stadium when it comes on. <laughs> that, Everyone's I mean, like, what the issue the with that is, like, do what, whatever walk-up song you want, but at least start it in the middle where we're, like, a little <laughs> hype. And that one always starts with, like, those notes I just played where it's, like, it's a little awkward. People are like, uh, oh, yeah, Brett, <laughs> yeah, Brett's coming up. They, hit the, wrong, they hit the wrong song or no, I don't know. Uh, okay, <laughs> two for two. I mean, once again, if anybody doubted Keith's cred, then, you know, he's, he's winning. So I don't know what to tell you. Um, up third, this is also from 2019. So I will, I will caveat with that. I don't know if I'm getting it. I'm not hearing anything really. Oh, I know it's the intro coming in. Yeah. I, I heard like the DJ drop. Yeah. Play, play a little more. Play a little Crank more. Crank it. You got the volume all the way up? Looks oh, easy. It sounds like a little Uzi. It's a little Uzi. Uh, and there's not too many guys that would come out to a little Uzi. Um, Clint? It's Clint. Yeah. Whoa. Clint. Let's go. It's Clint. I mean, look, maybe you're trying to pool hustle us, but clearly you're, you know. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, this is this is a lesson for me. I'm this, learning. Yeah, no, there you I'm go, just, Thomas. I'm critical thinking here. <laughs> <laughs> you got it right. You got it right. I, I thought you might be able to get that one. I didn't even really remember that one, but that was Clint from last year. Okay, coming up next, I will say my personal favorite. When this comes on in the Winder House, we clap along. Um, probably – yeah, I don't know. No more spoilers. Let me cut to the 30-second mark here. <laughs> is that like a Christian rock song? Yes, it is. It is. That, I think that – is that Geo? That's Geo. Geo. <laughs> That's Mr. Geo. Geo loves the Lord yeah. and Savior. Geo has some gospel church music. I I know I know that. I remember yeah. hearing that now. I don't know what it is with that song, but it's become it's my personal tradition that every time it's on, I'm clapping along in the house. Geo the God makes Geo sense. Geo the God, what can you say? <laughs> All right. You are literally four for four. So we're gonna wrap it with this and see if you could take home a, a perfect, a perfect season, a, a Pittsburgh Steelers 2020. Um, this is a throwback. I will tell you, this is not any current Yankees walk-up song, but for my money, it's one of the most memorable of all time. Oh, well, I know. <laughs> this is why I'm hot. Who came out to this? Did Robbie Cano come out to this? Ooh, no. A-Rod. A-Rod came out. A-Rod? That's, that's such an A-Rod song. That's such an A-Rod song. is such an A-Rod song. I'm hot. This Not only I'm did hot. he come out to This Is Why I'm Hot, but when he was asked why he came out to This Is Why I'm Hot, said he doesn't follow music and that he just let people tell him what was. <laughs> he probably just thought he was hot. So he's he like, said, he, he said, oh, he yeah. was hot. That's such well, an excuse. Kate Hudson this is my ringtone. So. 
that was that was definitely his ringtone at the time. That was his uh, callback ring. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, just own it. Like you're Alex Rodriguez. You know why you picked that. But yeah. <laughs> Keith, a, a tour de force performance. You crushed it, man. Um, yeah, man. I was actually thinking. I'm like, who do I know? I know Talkman being from Chicago would come out to some Kanye. Mm-hmm. I know Judge would come out to like Kid Cudi. He had uh, Migos at one point. He had Drake at one point. Um, but other than that, yeah, I couldn't really remember too many other, other ones. So I guess the I craziest, did all right. I mean, I didn't play it just because it felt like a, a trick and also like a pitcher song and not a walk-up song. Have you heard like Michael King's song that his sister wrote for him? I Just from Talking from Yanks. From John Boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was on Talking Yanks and I, and I caught that, yeah. Yeah, I was going to play I mean, that, but not fair. Tanaka, Tanaka has his wife's song. I couldn't for his find it. I couldn't find it on Spotify. I tried. That That gets me so hyped. Like, people should walk up to Tanaka's wife more often. Like, that should be everybody. <laughs> yeah, I love that Tanaka does it. That turns the stadium a certain way because it's like, it's like an anime movie intro. Yeah, it's the opposite of the Brett Gardner song. It's like, I don't know why this is happening, but I'm so ready, like, for whatever. We hope he comes back um keith thanks so much for joining us dude this was awesome um you gave us life lessons on how to handle our twitter mentions and you crushed the game so we really appreciate it um tell us you know where we can find you all that good stuff and uh yeah couldn't appreciate it more dude yeah it's just my first and last name i try and keep it simple my mom decided i would be keith and uh my dad added mcpherson so at keith (laughs) mcpherson uh on instagram twitter YouTube, wherever. If you just Google my name, I'm sure it'll come up. I'm also a part of Pinstripe Strong with Joe's McFly, Chris McFly. That's at Pinstripe Strong on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And uh, I think if you search it on YouTube, it's Joe's YouTube. So Joe's McFly on YouTube. And I'm also a part of John Boy Media. I work full time at John Boy Media. So follow the brand, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, everywhere. You guys know John Boy and John Boy Media. So that, yeah. yeah, that pretty much does it. And if you see a hoodie, Keith McPherson, know that that's not him. We don't know, <laughs> we don't nah, know who that is. But shout out to the hoodie gang. Like, I've actually got to talk to some of those kids. And, uh, <laughs> like, like, most of these kids are, like, 18 to, yeah. like, 22 years old. Yeah. Yeah, we do love it. Um, yeah, if you're not following John Boy Media, obviously get on that. Um, but, Keith, thanks so much for joining us. I mean – that's it for this episode of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Hopefully the hot stove gets moving soon. We can bring you some, some fresh news and rumors. But until then, we hope this tided you over. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get all that good stuff. Make sure to drop us a five-star review and subscribe. And uh, leave us a mailbag question. We'd love to hear uh, your mailbag cues. I'm Adam Weinerum. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinerum. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. Like I said, come ratio me. We're having a great time. Keith, thanks a lot for coming. It was awesome, man. Have a good offseason. Thanks, guys. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.